What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from my home studio here in uh, Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm super excited about this episode. Um, it, yeah, it's going to be a really powerful episode. But real quick, you guys, before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you how you can come follow and support the show. So the main website is rebunked.news. Um, if it's your first time here or if you're new to the show, uh, go ahead and uh, sign up for the email list. That way you get notifications when I go live. Um, I usually do about two or three episodes a week, so definitely a lot of good stuff. And go back and look at some of the episodes we've been doing lately. Had the great David Icon a couple months ago. That was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, the website here, you'll see all the video platforms are on, also on all podcast players. So just subscribe on your podcast player so you can listen on the go. Uh, the social media, the best place to hop in is Telegram, t.me forward slash rebunked news. Uh, the only other spot I really am pretty active on, I guess Twitter and Instagram, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, Telegram is probably my favorite place to send people. So that way you're not getting like uh, algorithmically driven, whatever. You're just like, if you're in Telegram, you're going to see what I'm posting. I'm usually in there pretty active, chatting, posting memes. Sometimes the stuff that doesn't make it to Telegram and stuff or to Instagram. So Telegram's a spot. Uh, also, value for value donation options at the bottom of the page. Okay, you guys, are you ready for this? I'm really excited to announce this. So heading over, heading over to the t-shirt shop. Okay. So on rebunk.news, they got the, the link to the t-shirt shop right at the top there. And this is brought to you by big frog t-shirts. we got two new designs in there. Okay. You guys ready for this? So you see the flag behind me by popular demand because you guys asked for it. Yes. We have the Beavis. Are you threatening me shirt? Okay. Get it now. You know, it's a great, uh, you know, holiday gift or whatnot, but there you go. The Beavis, are you threatening me? Sure. Now I feel kind of bad because, you know, there's some intellectual property conflicts here going on and I, and I have a, a, a film producer here, so he might chastise me for this. So we'll see what he has to say about this. But at the same time, you know, I, I got this flag here and every, it's like become like a, an icon. People are like, dude, you got to make a shirt. So we just caved in and did it. And we're going to see what happens. So, and then a uh, shout out to big uh, Adam, Adam infinitum. Uh, he made this design for me and my t-shirt people just, Went ahead and made a t-shirt out of it because it's an ongoing joke that I'm obsessed with uh, sriracha sauce and uh, there's a major sriracha sauce shortage going on right now. And so my life has been very uh, tumultuous lately as I try to cope with a reality without sriracha sauce. So there you go. Get the Rebunk podcast sriracha shirt exclusively at uh, rebunk.news forward slash shirts. Super exciting. A uh, couple other just real quick, guys. We're going to burn through these real quick. Uh, we have these uh, gifts and go up if you want to just do a one-time donation to the show. We've got the subscribe star. If you want to be a monthly donor to the show, as little as five bucks a month really helps keep things going here. And then in the episode descriptions, you're going to see all of the uh, affiliate links. First is truthtrs.com, which is a heavy metal detox spray. Fantastic product. I can't say enough good things about it. And then, of course, Richard Grove's autonomy course, which I'm taking right now. Just finished week five of autonomy. And man, my life is already like, I'm like, okay. Now I'm looking at things a lot differently and I'm ready to take on some new challenges and I've met some amazing people. So uh, follow the link in the episode description if you want to learn more about uh, autonomy because it's a fantastic course. And then lastly, I can't shout this out enough, you guys. So I've been tasked with managing the last American Vagabond Substack page and we've just been crushing out there. The, today's post about geoengineering, the real climate crisis. Definitely want you guys to check that out. Um, we have a new uh, series from Maddie Bannon, who's also a part of the Autonomy Grand Theft World community. It's about the COVID collaborators. 
Um, and then I've been doing some man on the street interviews, T lab on the streets, go check those out. And then, uh, just going back here. Oh, check this out. I'm particularly proud about this. So this article based on one of Ryan's clips. So what we do is we take Ryan's clips and then I write articles and supplemental materials for his clips from his show, the daily wrap up this article right here. Mother's vaccination status excluded from neonatal death investigation got picked up by Infowars. Look at this. There it is. Infowars.com by Scott Armstrong, last American bag one. So that was a big highlight. So, uh, yeah, I got an article on info. So there you go. So, yeah, go check that out. It's tlavagabond.substack.com, and that link is also in the episode description. So, all right, guys, without further ado, uh, I chatted with him last on a previous show that I was a part of, Truthzilla, and uh, really, really grateful that we're able to connect once again here. So, uh, film producer, No Restriction Studio, please welcome John Paul Rice. John, how are hey. you? It's great to be with you scott thank you for inviting me on and um thank you to all the people that are tuning in absolutely i'm I'm really excited about this like last time we spoke gosh it was like it was like a two-hour episode and you had us all like uh like choked up by the end like your your message of of hope and uh you know your perspective on things is, is, is very unique and so you know that was like maybe over a year ago so i'm really you know excited to connect and kind of yeah unpack like back then we were chatting we were chatting about the left right paradigm and like how that ties into like the left mm -hmm. part of the brain and the right part of the brain and you were having all these breakthroughs and you're like oh my god i gotta get on and chat about it so that was that was awesome you know everybody can go back and watch that it was part of the truth of the podcast but also you know here we are fast forward a year and what a year it has been like oh my gosh we're coming into the close of 2022 mm -hmm. and you know with each <laughs> with each new year like 2021 was rough like for me it was it was rough i mean mm -hmm. it was kind of a bifurcated like, path because yes on the one time it was rough but i was also now on this path that was propelling me into mm -hmm. a different path in life you know so it's like i have a lot of gratitude for where mm -hmm. i'm at and i wouldn't have been able to be where i'm at without you know the trials and tribulations of the last couple of years but then 2022 happened and it was uh for me very much a year of uh change and uh just just really taking action and when we were our previous discussion here or before before going live, when we were texting the last couple of days, you were talking about how you've uh, these days are a lot more solution focused and a lot more um, focused on self-sufficiency, which is exactly pretty much where I'm at as well. Mm -hmm. And so I almost get the sense that you're kind of on that path, too, where it's like, you know, we, we talk so much about what the problem is. But, you know, OK, so then now what are we going to do about it? So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting into that and hearing about your journey since we last spoke. Mm -hmm. and uh some of your thoughts and some of the things going on in the world today but before we get too far into it so you have a new movie out um can you can you tell us a little bit about your background for people that yep. may not be familiar and then tell us about game day a little bit sure um my background in film started with remember the titans where i was a titan football player in that movie and that experience changed my entire life i dropped out of college i sold everything I had and took $500 in a credit card out to California and lived on the floor of uh, a townhome uh, in the first eight or nine months and had no job. Um, like I, I just knew that I would be okay. And that was all based on my previous experience in sales and business. And I had a work ethic that uh, very few people matched that I later came to find out. Um, I ended up going from acting to producing films and I had a love for the arts ever since I was a child. Really, I'd been an actor since I was a child, but not in Hollywood. 
uh, more of your community theater or your school, that sort of thing. High school, won a couple of awards and all that. Uh, but I went out to LA with stars in my eyes as a 22 year old man. And um, in the 19 years that I was out in that city, I totally transformed me for into a better human being. Hmm. Um, I saw things that most people don't get to experience in their life, uh, let alone have exposure to in terms of it being so kind of out there and casual. And that's not just pedophilia, but it would be all behaviors, all vices, all types of drugs that you never knew existed. Um, I was very well protected out there by my producing partner, Edgar Bravo, who took an interest in me because he saw my ability to read scripts and find talent and have a heart emotional reaction to movies that um, I could feel the truth and the authenticity coming out of them. And I incorporated that into working with him over seven films, Game Day being the seventh film in, uh, I would say, 12 years. My first being One Hour Fantasy Girl, and that being based on a true story, which uh, it's available out there for free on almost every platform, including Tubi now. Uh, I'd encourage people to see that because that was a movie I made in 2008 based on a true story about a young girl uh, working out of a motel room. And for $150 an hour, she does whatever fantasy the man wants, as long as there's no sex, no nudity and no kissing. And um, it's a beautiful story to me about never giving up. And that kind of was the theme of my entire existence, really, uh, when being out in Hollywood, I mean, everybody at this point pretty much has an opinion about Hollywood one way or the other. There's nothing more that I can really offer uh, at this point that people don't already know that they can seek out for themselves. But I definitely confronted my childhood out there in terms of abuse, narcissism, uh, narcissistic behaviors, uh, Physical abuse, I never really had that happen to me in terms of in the adult world. But there was every type of child abuse out there in the people. And that's not to say everybody in L.A. is that way, of course. But um, many of the people in the entertainment industry have enormous unresolved traumas, some who have been ritualized, brought up in that from families and generations of it that you can't even imagine how that's even possible when you consider the the magnitude of what that means and how sexual abuse of children is ritualized out there among the highest orders of the people in that industry. And then you scale it all the way down to the LGBTQIA plus whatever uh, agendas and how people can't see that, see the connection, the correlation to it. So, um, yeah, it's, I had a great run out there and somebody who thought, I guess I was around some of the most famous people out there for a long, long time. And they saw that I had a talent and a gift. Uh, um, thankfully, it never materialized to the level that I would have been a successful producer out there because I, well, I would have quit the industry long before that because I was never going to sell out. But um, I'm just grateful that I was never tempted at that level.
being an unconscious man out there that that really i, I guess i wanted to say this scott and then i'll mm -hmm. turn it back yeah. to you but i a lot of people who um i've come to understand a lot of things in this time and particularly children of sexual abuse of parents that includes hunter biden ashley biden and all the children who've grown up in hollywood and the adults that they are to this day um they aren't your enemy at the end of the day they, they really they're they're as frightened and as terrified as you are and that's not to excuse them i'm not excusing pedophiles and people who abuse their children what i'm saying is all of those stars, all of the ones that you um, take a dump on or, you know, call them out for doing, they're all unconscious mind-controlled slaves. That's that's all it is on, on an extreme level. In a sense, all of us are refugees of mind control and the depths of which we really haven't even begun to scratch the surface at on, on a collective scale, how damaged we are from what we were born as as children when we mm. first came into this world which we've been made to forget uh in multitudes of ways so when i look at it i i'm saying this from this perspective having from the time that we talked maybe a year ago to now uh, my background has basically been about going in and healing the inner child and so it was my love of film and having those dreams crushed in a very awkward way because it wasn't about succeeding. I, I felt I felt really good about the films I made, but I ultimately would say that um, my qualifications, I guess, to speak tonight to anybody who's listening is just that I'll start that I'm a human being and I try to bring as much humility to the table as possible so that I don't ever think of myself any different than the people I was around. That's awesome. Yeah. And, 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 and to, to your credit, you know, speaking to all like the child abuse, pedophilia, all that stuff, like you really came on the scene. It was 2020. The first time I ever saw you, like you just made like a Facebook post, like a Facebook live. Wasn't that what it was? And it just went just like super mega viral or you were just disclosing yeah. a lot of uh, information about that. Yeah. That was yeah. That, that, that yeah, that. absolutely. That was the, I mean, I really stepped into it there. That was unintended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made a movie called A Child's Voice in 2017 exactly. when learning about human trafficking of children because I was terrorized at the idea that Trump had become president, but all these people were saying what a good thing it was. So I went to go listen to see what they had to say. And I watched and I waited and I watched and I waited and I watched and I waited. And in the meantime, I started getting into all the conspiracies. Um, and human trafficking had always been in my periphery, but I never really, I have friends who did documentaries and stuff like that. Um, but diving into that, I confronted my childhood, which was not of human trafficking, but of sexual abuse and uh, mental, emotional abuse mm -hmm. that I came full circle to, I guess, when I made that movie, A Child's Voice, I had really had no idea what I was doing. And when I did, and that was released in 2018. And then when I did that Instagram Live, I had no idea what that would do um, for so many people around the world. I mean, that video has been seen by over 100 million people at this yeah. point. Um, it's been translated in five or six different languages. It still continues to this day. 
uh, most recently in France a couple of months ago, uh, Latin America. It was an Instagram live video. And when I did it, I only had about, I mean, I think like 700 followers and I think five to eight people max watched the live. And then I sent it to a couple of friends uh, at the time. Judith Rose was one of them. Mm, and yeah. um, and Zach, sorry, he he can say that now, Red Pill 78. Mm. Um, and they tweeted it out. And then I texted to a couple and then it just went like wildfire all over to the point where I got contacted by people I hadn't heard from from years and multiple people sending it to them at once. And um, yeah, it, 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 I, I don't, I, I never planned that to happen. And I will just tell you that uh, I'm humble to be in the position that I'm in to be able to say what I said for the reason that it was purely for all of God's children on this earth that have been born, who have died, who have come and who will come before us. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Very powerful. So I, I want to get, I want to get, okay. So I want to, I want you to tell mm -hmm. us about game day in just a second here. And I want to get into the, more of the solutions, but I do have some more. I fear why I got you here. We might mm -hmm. as well tap into this a little bit. So yeah, you mentioned like, you know, rising to prominence within Hollywood. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and uh, how that, you know, basically, consists of having to sell out your morals and values. And I think that's pretty widely understood. Like once you start to get mm -hmm. to certain levels, whether it's politics or entertainment, like you, you become compromised at some point. And it's like, you know, ask me today, like, so you don't believe any politicians like none. And I'm like, no, because I think in order to get to like the national stage, like federal level politics, like all that stuff, you mm -hmm. have to, they, they, it's like the old Bill Hicks joke. Like they pull you aside and be like, okay, so here's how it's done. You know, like this, here's the, here's the shot of this approved film that you don't, uh, you know, that the public didn't see. And it's like, okay, this is how you, this is how this game is played. And, mm -hmm. and, and either that or you're compromised, you either sell out or you're compromised. And so from your estimation, like, is that really the case in Hollywood is like the people that rise to the highest degrees is that, are, are they, can we just assume that they're compromised or, uh, you know, there's, they're, they're, they're bad people or like what is what, what is your take on all that no um this is an excellent question because a lot of people have different opinions about it. i think that what we're talking about are when you're talking about mind control um it's a matter of appealing to what it is that they want and what they're willing to do to get it and it doesn't always have to be evil um true believers are the best actors on the stage the uncon so we're what we're talking about is unconscious people a narcissist is not a conscious person jimmy kimmel is not a not conscious person a conscious human being who's perpetrating evil in his mind his acts of selfishness his lust for power or whatever it is that he that hole that he needs to fill inside of himself in order to feel real and alive is what they fuel so they're like a drug dealer mm. and it's your drug of choice and it's about what is it that you want that we can give you and offer you and that okay well then this is where you sign so it's not all the same the ones that are the aware they are behind the scenes they're pulling mm. the strings of yeah. all the unconscious players. The 
there are pedophile like j just to be clear there are people who abuse children and everything but again and i know this is really hard to understand when i say this they are also unconscious people that's not a that's not to go oh we need to understand them and accept them no but they've been raised up in an environment where this has been normalized their whole lives and they're surrounded by it so it's like if you were surrounded by it's a hall of mirrors it's all it is. It's the same. It's the mirrors. Everyone is a mirror, an object. They they manage the divine there. You have to be authentic and real to be valuable to them. Actors on the whole get into that industry and they know your birth chart, your astrological signs, they know your divine born in gifts that when you came in here at a soul level and what that had, what would, would mean if they could convert it to their, their currency of agendas. So that's how, they, that's how they play it. And if you wanna be a Tim Allen who's a conservative, that's fine, that's fine, as long as you don't say too much about who and when and where then then we're fine but you can go about your way and be tim allen you know and be on twitter and have the gop retweet i i don't care mm -hmm. i i don't care but i'm just saying that's that's really how it, it is yeah that makes sense just really exploiting they'll go any way they need to yeah 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 it's just they, they don't care liberal conservative it's um it's about controlling the orthodoxy and having a, okay, this really gets into crazy stuff, but Scott, basically it. it's like this. They control time. They are managers of time. They're timekeepers here on, on a level that we don't really understand. And basically what it comes down to is psychological programming is through your emotional traumas that you're blind to and that you've been raised up in a program your entire life believing in things that are real to you. You put the meaning into everything in this world. Everything is what meaning you put into it. What you value, where you vote, what you do puts meaning into it. But you know what? It doesn't mean it means that. And that's why the world is so sick right now is because it doesn't mean what it says it is. Mm. And what we've been doing is we've been putting all of our meaning into it forever. And they're trying to hold your attention to put more false meaning into it through false agendas and false creations of reality. That includes the transgender issues that are going on. That's all manufactured. And anybody who wants to learn about this goes to Corey Diggs tonight, CoreyDiggs.com and goes to her four-part series on transgenderism. It lists all the players, all the names, all the institutions, and all the monies going back to the 1950s. This is the Epstein Establishments program. Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates are right on there, on top of the whole thing. Corey'sDigs.com. Everybody should, between her and Whitney Webb, these are the two greatest investigative journalists of our time right now. Everything that she has in there, her solution series. Yeah, I, I definitely respect your work. I need to, I need to yeah. reach out and try and get her on the show or something. I can talk to her. I know <laughs> okay. she's busy right now, but yeah. I'll do that for you. There Absolutely. you go. There you go. These are all my friends too, but totally. I, I don't just 
you know, promote them because they're my friends, but they're, they're legit people. They're friends for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, anybody that's willing to, you know, go and do that type of type of research that really puts themselves on the front lines, you know, I've, I've got mad respect for. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's powerful. So I, I, I want to, uh, ask you more about the, the, the time piece like that, because in my mind, like they control time. Like I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm going several different ways with that. I'm like, yeah, cause they write the narrative, <laughs> they write the narrative so they yeah. can, they can almost slow up and speed up time. Like if they just want to like drop, like, 10 different agendas all in one day. And then it's like, that's then we're just obsessing Correct. with all that. And we're talking about Correct. that for the next month. And it's like, God, a month just flow by, flew by, or they can just pull all the way back. And it's just stagnant and just like, just like slow crawl. So, so what is your, what is your, uh, can you just unpack that a little bit more? So if you were to tell me about your favorite movie, you could recall all the events that happened and probably in the sequence in which they did. Right. That was created by Hollywood. Today's movies are not like that, but let's just say the movies that you adore, like you go back to It's a Wonderful Life or uh, some, you know, Goonies or whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever your favorite movie is and you go, oh, my God, yeah, I can remember that movie like I can see it in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because of psychological events that occur in a script where you laugh, you cry, you're afraid, you're tense. It's not just those things, but in the sequential order that they they kick them off, there's a structure to screenwriting when they do it right. We haven't had really good screenwriters in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and I'm not even talking about moral, ethical people. I'm just talking about the craft of writing. Yeah. In general, uh, when you go literal interpretations, you're going straight to propaganda. There's no drama there. The drama is created by the unconscious drives within a person and their conscious drives, which are in direct conflict with each other because the person isn't getting what they want and they're trying to. And then they arrive to where they they thought they well, they never thought that they would be in that place, but they got the very thing that they wanted. Those are good scripts. They they have they show this and this. Well, if this then this and then this and then this and then this and then this. What that is basically is how they create time. So for you to be able to remember a movie in an hour and 30 minutes, imagine living that movie in a lifetime mm. from the time you're born of what you came in here as to the time you die and you leave this place and go someplace else. If you believe in that, I particularly do. And I know a lot of people would like to be off of this planet right now. Yeah. But the but the truth is, is that um, how they create time is through your parents. So your parents were programmed like we are that. Yeah, I mean, the program that you're seeing in people today, let's just take the obvious stuff, not the stuff that's inside of you that you don't know is being programmed or has been. But let's just say that in time. They're able to create psychological events, World War One, the Great Depression, World War Two, uh, the Cold War. Just I mean, these are big events, right? Yeah. But they have, but think about it like this, and you go back in time and you look at World War One, World War Two, and all those men came back and had the baby, you know, created the baby boomer generation. Where was PTSD in that in that wheelhouse at that time? Yeah, what there they wasn't call it like what they call it like shell shock or something like that. Like, right. Yeah. So 
fueled by alcoholism, mm -hmm. uh, a lust for money. And I'm not, I'm not saying people were just greedy. I'm just saying there was opportunity when the men came back, alcoholism, PTSD, you have an entire generation of young women who have disassociative disorders and you give them the feminist movement, rock and roll music and LSD, and you start to split the families away. This is how they create time. They create it through psychological events that cause discord and disharmony with our natural state of being, human being mm. that we're born as. And they weaponize our ignorances, our ignorances in health, about how viruses actually work, about how our government works, about how our media works. It's information that's false information. It's facts that have only context to hold them together. They're not real facts. They're not true. So they create time and an illusion through psychological events that prey upon the ignorances of our parents who basically download that onto you and I and our subconscious mind programs when we're children through zero from zero all the way up to seven years old, the highly programmable state, 100% programmable theta and delta brainwaves, no other choice. No choices are being made. Reactive, all reactive. What is narcissism? Completely reactive. Reactive to what? Adversity. Where are all these narcissistic behaviors coming online? Because they've been traumatized. They've been given a boogeyman. They've been scared to death from 9-11 to COVID-19 and everything in between. 9-11, mm -hmm. if you look at it from a metaphorical and physical standpoint, is the collapsing of structures to dualistic system, the dualistic system coming down and being resurrected in a one world tower. Mm. This is the time we're living in. COVID-19, 1-9, AI, COVID-AI, mm -hmm. synthetic technology going into the bloodstream altering the dna of the human being which is divine Amen. all of these people all of these people at the wef let me just tell you even if you defeat them the mind virus lives on inside the consciousness of this body just like covid will mm -hmm. according to those who believe it exists and if you submit to authority, which you can only do when you are frightened to your death, 7 billion of us were given the fear of death three years ago and made us submit to authority. And that was to hold us in place while they gave us misinformation on two sides of the same mirror. Mm. Trump was the Nazi fascist dictator to the left who then wanted retribution for that tyranny enabled the real fascism mm -hmm. and the real tyranny and the real authoritarianism, which is also scarring the right right now and creating an authoritarian right that will swing the pendulum the other way mm -hmm. when it can't get it the relief at once, as will the left be used politically to do the same. And the, it'll basically be Spider-Man calling Spider-Man out for Spider-Man. Yeah. But it'll it'll literally be one, the left hand and the right hand doing it to each other for a final show. 
and that is coming to a theater near you in 2023 and 2024. Yeah. And we're on the front row of it. You know, I'm kind of like of the opinion I'm enjoying the show. Like, I think it's very entertaining. It's great. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are real world implications for it. So, you know, so now what do we do about it? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm I'm curious to, I'm curious to hear about, uh, what, what you've been up to in that regard, because for me, it's all been, it's been about, uh, building community. There's a couple Mm -hmm. different, uh, communities that I've gotten involved with and we're doing regular meetups. I've met some really amazing people here in the Nashville area. Shout out to Adam, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, and, uh, you know, obviously Ryan at T lab and, uh, court. Courtney Turner and like all these folks that, you know, on the media production side, but also on like the, you know, the homesteading, like, like self-sufficiency side. But what, what has your mm-hmm. journey been like with that since the last time we talked? Well, um, without going into specific detail, I basically did um, really deep inner work that I was kind of solo on for a while, several years. And then I found a partner to work with every single day. And I recalled two near-death experiences when I was a child. Um, If anybody who's listening, they know what that is. Uh, That is probably some of the most frightening um, recall that you could do because you basically lose your mind. And it's not something you can train yourself to do. Um, I had the highest faith, but I would never recommend anybody to do what I did. Interesting. Um, it, it's it's where all our disease comes from uh, in the body. I mean, outside of the poisons we put in it or are put in our body. Um, trauma is where disease begins and it materializes in the body. So uh, last year I went through two recalls of NDEs where I had uh, what would, if I didn't know any better, they'd be like seizures. Um, where part of my body disassociated from itself and recalled the abuse that I had in childhood. I've talked with um, several people, SRA survivors and Mm -hmm. human trafficking survivors. We all have the same experiences in this regard with those things uh, for people who have done that work. Kathy O'Brien has done that work. Annika Lucas has done that work. Uh, Jay Parker has done that work. I've, those are some of my friends or acquaintances that I keep in touch with. Um, I really took a break after Biden's inauguration from diving into the news and the storylines and the investigations and the congressional hearings and, and basically had to go back to all the things that I I remembered from Ronald Bernard in 2017, 2018. Yep. yep. And if you guys, if you guys haven't heard of Ronald Bernard, please go check. Just, he, I think his videos are still on YouTube, but he's, uh, yes. you know, you know, Illuminati whistleblower, it says, which is kind of clickbaity, but his testimony is powerful. That was a big red pill yeah. for me, for sure. Yeah. He was, uh, just, uh, there's one on international tribunal of justice, um, from 2018. And he gave a speech there. It says Ronald Bernard, former banker, uh, former Dutch banker. I don't really know that I call him a banker, but that was a good concatenated way of saying a guy who worked at the highest levels of finance beyond Wall Street and the central banks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he came from a similar childhood like mine, but he went down a different path, a much darker one. Um, he went all the way to the top, yeah. the tippy top, as I said it in that Instagram video and saw what was really going on in the real world that's there and 
I can tell you that's very real, very, yeah. very real, especially in the spiritual realms. It's very real what yeah, they do there. Yeah. And he like, and just so you guys know, it's real quick. I definitely want you guys to go check it out. But like he talks about how he reached like the highest levels of the financial, like worldwide global financial institutions, like moving yeah. pallets of billions of dollars from like Iraq and like, like literally brushing elbows with like the people at the very top that you've never heard of and all that stuff. And right. Controlling he their would money. Be, yeah. He'd be, the, that were right, he'd be, he'd be, he would be the guy that neither side would know. Yeah. Where they're causing like the FTX thing. Yeah. They could literally create the uh, sequence of events behind the scenes that no one would ever see happen that would cause FTX to come out sure. and, and default. Yeah. He could, they could make, they could create currency wars that will have a net effect of economies around them collapsing. Mm -hmm. So everything that you see in the world happening like this is not the players doing it, they're the puppets, they're the actors. But the real people are the money people who are dumping currencies and all this other stuff that's not even reported in the news. So this is these yeah. are just cover stories. Yeah. Everything that we see is a cover story. Totally, totally. Sorry to derail you there. You anyway, yeah. no, 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 no. It's important for people to know where they can to to really start go and look this stuff up for themselves and um, think about it, what it means to them. Um. So what happened to me? I fell in love. Um not realizing that I had <laughs> and uh, she's my absolute best friend. Um, the friend of a lifetime, the friend of a, of a entire universe. Um, I basically confronted all the darkest places in myself and I continue to do so. Um, and it gets easier and easier. And I'll tell you what, the, this really gets into the first solution, I would say, is to commit yourself to becoming the most authentic and honest human being that you know in the entire world. Mm. And the way that you do that is with the deepest humility, to seek it. And the, I will tell you that there's only so many places you could do that on your own. Uh, you do have to do it on your own. But you, in order to get the partner that you need to do it with, you have to do as much of the work as you can on your own. And that that's not um, that's not to say everybody's life is just horrible and terrible, but if there's any hatred and pain and anger in you, uh, if you find yourself mad at people you don't know, uh, crap you see online, and I'm, uh, go look at my Twitter. You can look at years of my anger, just rising and falling, rising, you know, try to be a peacemaker and then being pulled back in. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Oh, I've got it all figured out. I'm like, Oh, I figured out what works and what doesn't. Um, but it's to unplug yourself from this new show. And I, I don't mean it like your show. I, I don't mean it like that. Sure. I mean, yeah. the, freak, the freak, no, the freak show the clown world because yeah. Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, like pointing out the obvious at this point, there's enough people doing that at that. Like, OK, so what you're seeing is and, and this will become more pronounced as time goes on. Have you ever seen the movie Oblivion oh, with Tom Cruise? And I feel like maybe way back in the day, but I don't really remember it. 2013. Yeah. OK. All right. Well, there's a scene in it where. I'm not going to give the movie away. It's actually a pretty decent film and it's worth watching for this exercise where he basically meets the lady again, a second time who was assigned his partner on the planet. 
And he offers her to come with him because he's seen what's out there, what's real, what's really happening, right? And the first time he tries to do it, she's, she like has a total meltdown and freaks out and thinks something's wrong. And she calls upon uh, the, the supervisor over the two of them to uh, intervene because they're no longer an effective team. Well, the, the robot droid or drone that is activated inside that building ends up killing her and trying mm -hmm. to kill him. So even though she called it for her own self-defense, it, it was going to eliminate both of them. And the reason why is because he was trying to wake her up mm. to the reality. And she was, it went against everything that she knew, everything that she had believed about him and her. And he was starting to sound crazy because he was saying, no, what we're doing is a lie. All of this, you know, like it's not real. And she's like, what the fuck, you know, WTF, yeah. what are you talking about? The next time he goes to her, another replica of her, she doesn't want to come with him. She goes, no, I'll be okay. And he lets it go. He says, okay. Okay. The point I'm making about this is that we have to start letting some things go. Um, what I mean is, is that holding on to the idea that your government can fix any of this in a natural, spiritual, uh, holistic, caring, loving, and compassionate way. I mean, I ask you right now, where is the love in politics today? Where is mm. the love in our institutions today? Where is the love in corporations today? It's all become a big psychopathic energy. Mm. It's, a, it's a parasite that's feeding on our fears and divisions and hatred. And yeah. all of it is a triangulation of child abuse where they're pitting one side against the other that's creating the false illusion of this transgender. I'm just popping in with a little detail. It's not the whole thing, but basically the whole purpose of, of these agendas are not choices for people. They are an effect of their very being. You cannot, just like you, you went on, uh, I saw your video when you went out in the streets and you asked people about uh, the government and yeah, uh, COVID funny, yeah. and all. Okay. Yeah. And you saw the cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't trust my government. I, that's the, I told you that comment, the, the girl with the purple hair, I loved her the most because I felt for her. She said, oh, no, I don't trust the government. But, oh, yeah, you got to get the vaccines and put them on yeah, the child's yeah. schedule. She doesn't see. Yeah, you got to go back and right? look at the... I just did another one on Sunday I posted. You got to go back and watch that one because it was even more extreme. Like, whoa. <laughs> the responses I got were just like, yeah. wow, okay, all right. <laughs> Everything's coming apart. Everything's being pulled. Yeah. Everything's being stretched. And and the this this is where I get into the the, the main thing about that authenticity and truthfulness. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be the very thing that dispels all beliefs. You're not going to convince people with words, data, and facts because they're going to have their own words, datas, and facts and authorities that they adhere to. Okay, they're gonna. There are certain people that are always going to cite you wanting a peer-reviewed study 
that uh, refutes entirely all of their beliefs. And even then, they're not really looking for that because they don't think you can produce it. And when you do, they're going to attack you. Mm -hmm. This is what these monsters have done to humanity. They have made us slaves to their authority. This is what Epstein establishment and all of them do is they create narcissistic behaviors, the defense of that, that all of that, all that is, all a narcissistic behavior is at the end of the day with as much chaos and as damage as it can cause is a screaming child defending its right to live through the distortion of having been waged a war upon as a child and its free will. And you, you just want to talk about authoritarianism to libertarianism. There it is. And I'm not saying all the people in the libertarian movement had nice childhoods, but they have some ability to comprehend what freedom really is. And if you're going to begin a new world, you've got to start living it in your mind. Mm-hmm. It is not an artificial 3D wall that's going to save you. It's not going to be a politician and a, uh, and I said this in my Instagram video, but I'm, it's, it's out, the cat's out of the bag. You're not going to change people's minds through elections. You're not going to change them with data and facts. This is a heart-led movement. This is really what it comes down to. And it's not a global movement where you're going to have champions and cheerleaders. In fact, the moment that they do that, you know they're trying to co-opt it. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Anybody who starts talking about world peace and all this stuff, run the hell out of the way because that person is in denial of where they are. Yeah, You can't message to people world peace when they have just gone from a violent, and I'm saying this in the future now, this is all to cash out these subconscious mind programs that you've had the level of which I would tell people to go to um, your imagination is real and save our children podcast uh, and listen to the SRA survivors who talk about the subconscious mind control programs that have yet to even go off. Interesting. Can you repeat those again? Let me get, let me write those down. Yeah. Your imagination is real and save our children podcast. They interview SRA human trafficking survivors. They've, They've been doing it for the last two to three years. There's Becky, Emma, and Bridget, uh, courageous women. And they just had Jocko Bullings, I think, on, I think that I pronounced that right. Jocko was on uh, recently. They've had some really good guests on there. I've been on there once or twice, but I'm not okay. promoting that for myself. But Cool. I got these. Uh, yeah, I wrote those down. So that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Powerful. So, okay. Yeah. No, but I want to tell you, like the solutions, the things that I've been doing, you asked me and I'll wrap yeah. it up here. I basically have been scaling down my life and um, I've gotten out of like, uh, I kind of took a detour and a pause to everything. I just mm-hmm. needed a break. Yeah. And and that's why I'm, yeah, that's this awesome. is why I'm here now. That's awesome. Yeah, man. And and so, well, welcome back. Welcome back. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. oh man, you said something that was really interesting there. So, and it's so true is like that, that, you know, how much money and resources and time they've invested in these psychological programs. Like it's almost, it's yeah. everything, you know, whether it's the, the, the figures within the narrative that they're controlling and puppeting 
or just as a, as a whole, as a collective humanity, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of resources and energy they put in just the last three years. I mean, going on three years now of, of what they've done to the whole human race. Like the, it's just so insane. And you, you mentioned now they're ready to cash out on that. It's almost like they've invested in this and now they're cashing out. That's, that's mm-hmm. frightening to think about, but it really is like, they're going to need in order for this to be fully rolled out. Like if we're talking like this full social credit system, central bank, mm-hmm. digital currency, you know, mm-hmm. these, these measures that really are going to be like the tipping point mm-hmm. they need, they need the population to be in such a state to where like that they just gloss over that that's even an issue or, or they get so many people to buy into the fact that you're, you're, you're only virtuous if you go along with it. Like it's the virtue thing, right? It's like, right. If, if, if you don't go along with it, you are a bad, evil, horrible person, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, they've proven that they were able to pull it off with COVID, right? If you don't immediately step in line and go along with the government, the mainstream media and big pharma, then you are a bad person. If you mm-hmm. don't, if you don't with every ounce of your body, cheer as uh you know russians are getting slaughtered every day like like you like you 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 have to cheer for russian people being murdered or else Mm -hmm. you're not a bad person and and Mm -hmm. and, you know like like they got they they got them so good they got them completely flip on all their principles you know like they used to be anti-corporation anti-big pharma anti-big you know military industrial complex anti-war and bam look what they did it's so insane Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that is one form of them you know, cashing in on this psychological operation, but uh, what, what is your take on, um, and, but, but also at the same time, they've been reinvesting. So they've been cashing mm-hmm. out these last few years, but they've also been mm-hmm. doubling down and reinvesting in these psychological operation programs. Mm-hmm. So what do you see as the, the next cashing out? So when I say cashing out, I, I, I guess what I would say is that all that they've invested over really thousands of years, but that's kind of hard to comprehend. So I would say decades. Yeah. Since- oh yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, this gets kind of crazy. Basically this information war that they've dumped on us for the last seven years since WikiLeaks started, uh, has been to speed up time. When I say that, I mean that where the world is flooded with so much information all at once, because we're connected that everyone starts to check out at a certain point and say, okay, this is my set of beliefs and these are my sources of information. And, um, and this other stuff over here is all false and BS, right? I mean, this is not exclusive to politics. This is people today who are saying, I've gotten rid of my TV. I've turned off, you know, watching anything before bed, uh, social media, I've gotten rid of that or limited that and are going out and living their lives in, you could say, you know, blissful ignorance, right? But there's a truth to it in a sense, because they know that there's nothing to uh, win in this world. Uh, It's, you know, elections are not elections. They're revenge uh, elections. They're, they're not, they're, they're spectator sports and it's okay. When I say cash out, I'm talking about all of our ignorances. What I was saying about health, how our government works, how the, how we don't have a constitution. (laughs) We haven't had a constitution since nine 11. uh, And really before that, but they just made it more official. Okay, so this is a criminal class and a psychopathic behavior of a hive mind collective that has 
basically surrounded uh, humanity, but it's always been there. So what we're becoming more conscious of is our awareness to see it, that it's out there in broad daylight, yet the person standing next to you is like standing at the same piece of artwork and yet is coming up with a totally different meaning. And that's fine yeah. because that's always been the thing. But the real, the, the reality is, is that now it's all coming out. So all the things that like, basically when people say, oh, he said the silent part out loud, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's what this time is. All of these things were, were buried deep within us. And they're coming online. And so when I say they cash them out, they're going to do them in the sequential order of psychological events that shape time, like they've always done. But we're always blind to see it because we're always going with man's law, which is reactive and will correct the problem at a later time. Like we can, if we only elect, just, just for example, for the people that are, you know, know about this transgender issue and puberty blockers and all this stuff, this has been going on for a while. But it's being foisted upon us to create conflict and uh, extremes in people where you have people that declare, you know, these people at drag shows as being all psychopaths and drag shows have been going on for a long time. It's the part about the kids that mm -hmm. everybody has a problem. Yeah. But but when you when you amplify it, you know, you take that one little play. I'm not saying it doesn't happen over here, doesn't happen over there, but somebody's going to get hurt is what I'm saying. There's going to be one idiot out there that goes and kills somebody. So if you think about the agendas and you come full circle, why are they teaching the kids about gender fluidity, non-binary, and then inserting, well, do you know about the Stonewall, you know, riots? and all? Because they're bringing all that back mm -hmm. in a new time where this generation and other generations that have bought into the message, uh, which is not just the message, it's the whole reality of time. They all believe that this has been with us forever. This is the Marxist doctrine of keeping constant revolution and upheaval going, right? Yeah. And now because they've set in motion these forces, it's going to create itself. They don't need necessarily false flag actors anymore to carry out their agendas. Those are so if you think of false flag actors, just think of Antifa and BLM and the infiltrators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the ones that veered off, that's false flag actor. That's to create kinetic energy over here that draws conscious attention to it and then starts to bring out that that part and opens doors in people's minds that they would have never considered the previous moment before. Yeah. One moment they're all cheering and chanting, right? No justice, no peace. And all of a sudden these jackasses are running over here and they start beating down windows and breaking shit. And then that's going to pull certain people over and start the crowd, right? To draw yeah. more attention to it. This is what I'm talking about. They're doing this on a massive scale. Like <laughs> that, yeah. not like little, little, those are, those are little like anecdotal, you know, examples, but on a massive scale, this is what's going on. Yeah. And it's just like, so this really goes back to just the arts of, the art of, of filmmaking or, or any art in general. I mean, it, it's kind of a two, double edged sword, right? Or well, not double edged sword. It's like two sides of the same coin where like 
that's one of the the most majestic and beautiful things about life and art is when you can find something that's so inspiring that gets you to think thoughts that you never thought before and gets yeah. you to be inspired in such a way that, that would have never happened if it wasn't for that that song or that film that you saw that really inspired that yeah. in you but they are used that against us because they they steer the narrative and they inject thoughts in our head that we would never consider or never even think of, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of the, like the, the shootings, you know, to whatever degree they are, what they are. Like, I know there's a lot of speculation one way or another, but like all these mass shootings that happen, you know, like one thing that's consistent is like, they're all on like pharmaceutical drugs and they all have like contact with federal agents. Like, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. It's like these mm -hmm. thoughts are being implanted in people's heads and then they go act on it. But I would argue that those people would never have those thoughts if it wasn't for those direct interventions. Correct. You know, it's not, I mean, maybe there's some stuff about like, they talk about video games and stuff like that, but, and it's just so ironic that how like, you know, Hollywood is the biggest crit crit critics of, uh, you know, the second amendment issues, you know, so against guns, but it's like every movie centers around gun violence. It's so insane. But like, but at the same time, it's like they weaponize these fundamental things about us that are just like, like so human and so true and, and that we're so steered away from. But they know that and they capitalize on that and weaponize it against mm -hmm. us. You know, it's so crazy. It's it's it is. And and that we're also here right now, if you want to look at it. And I'm not trying to just say on the higher level, but we're here to witness this for some reason. Yeah. And, and it's not the story that they're telling that we're here to witness this for. I'm, I'm being very serious about this in the sense that we didn't come into this time and space in this conscious um, place that we find ourselves in. If we're really to go, okay, what are you? What are you really? Um, you're a soul incarnated in human form, having a human experience, or you can say I'm a human being having a spiritual experience. The, there are distinct differences between those two, as subtle as the words are, uh, but if you're born divine and you're a child of the creator, then that means you can't die. So if you think about evil, however you imagine it to be, and you see what they gave us three years ago, which was the fear of dying, what they're doing is they're trying to anchor you into their new world order, which is one of threats and fear and it doesn't need the media to be there in its current form to transform you there see a transition or a transitory time has its players and its utilities like epstein did mm -hmm. but now if you have total surveillance on the internet and everything's connected to Wi-Fi through Bluetooth and has smart TVs and smart appliances and smartphones and smart this and smart that. And you start to integrate your biological intellectual property into their world. That's when things get really interesting because what they're essentially going for, which is why they're going for children right now, is mm -hmm. they're not waiting for any time to pass. They're going straight towards your body they want to get into the God code that is in you and they want to fully destroy it and integrate it. And then the ones that make it through the next pass are going to come after them.
that's really what it's all about. So where does this go? Why I say about solutions. Um, so I'm just going to pose to your audience that how much time, and this is not about a guilt and shame exercise because uh, I could say that I've on the days that I said, nope, nope, stay away from the news that I'm four hours into my phone and I'm just going, oh my God. So you have to start thinking about your time being valuable and precious. Oh, yeah. Like it was when you were a child at play. And the real discovery of this time, if you are to look at what they have planned for you, know that there are many, 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 many other choices. Their timeline, Scott, is their timeline. That's it. And they have to go for it so hard to get as many customers to line up into it, knowing that they only have a limited, finite resource of time to get the job done. They are, are failing miserably. And when I say they, because a lot of people throw they out, mm -hmm. what I mean is not Biden, not Harris, not even the Davos people, not the WEF. All of those people are unconscious people, including the ones at the BIS and the IMF and the World Bank. We're talking about all the people beyond that, which is about four to 8,000 people. Yeah. They know they are dying and they are scared to death. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, if we are to change the way this world truly is, the change is not going to come from anywhere on the outside. It's not going to be in the story of the rituals. Once you start seeing the patterns, they'll become more clear to you and it'll become more obvious. But this is the thing, like when I go out, I'm just trying to bring this down to 3D. When I go out into the world, and I see somebody who's totally woke. And I mean, I, I could, based on the messaging and the picture that's been painted for me, I've had some of the best experiences not taking my judgments and my attitude, my silent attitude into that equation. And I realize that everybody is literally what real magic is, is love in this time. Mm. When you give people that attention that they missed as a child and you don't even have to talk about it or say anything. It's literally just to flow with you, and you bring it towards you. I had experiences in Los Angeles in the last year that I was there that were truly magical, and it taught me some of the most beautiful things about humanity in the darkest places. Um, I saw the doors open, and what I mean by that is that opportunity would begin to open for people who could let this world go from their mind and its trauma that it raises for us and that the programming on social media and look, I'm all for free speech and everything else, but there will be a time where all this is over. Mm -hmm. We won't have this freedom forever. And the part of the reason why is because they can only let the conscious go so far and then they're going to have to close the door again if it's shutting down the internet or paring it down or censoring it because of the necessity to get a hold of extremism, mm -hmm. however that unfolds, okay? Yeah. So 
So the thing is, is to value this time in such a way that you give everything that you can to your loved ones and to your children and really to your own inner child. Um, that is where the real, nobody can say today that they are not damaged. And Ronald Bernard said that a long time ago, and now I understand what he means by that. There's nobody here that can say that they are not in some way, um, I would say not a victim, but have been victimized and are a survivor of this program. You're still alive. And all the people that came before you that gave their lives out of ignorance helped you wake up. Yeah. Their sacrifice in some way is not in vain that they took the shot and died as a result of the complications from it, but was a sacrifice made on behalf of humanity at, at the soul level to show us the way out of this hell. That's really how the divine works. It's not in a my side versus your side. It's actually God talking to all of us at once. And it's who is there at the door to answer that message that really makes the difference in how you perceive reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And and the perception of reality, too. Like you touched on that just a few minutes ago. You know, the idea that we're here witnessing this, right? This wouldn't exist. I mean, these are like axiomatic principles, you know, like the primacy of consciousness, like these things wouldn't exist if we weren't here to observe them, you know? And, uh, and so people had to be here to observe it. Like all of their nonsense that they're pulling, like still they need people here to observe it or else it wouldn't be, it wouldn't exist, you know? And so it's interesting. It almost, it almost gets down to the point that like the most powerful, most indomitable, unextinguishable force in the entire universe is consciousness. Like you can't, you can't, you could not stifle out every single node of consciousness. There is, they're going right. to try, you know, that's almost like the like pure satanic philosophy. There is to stomp out every single form of consciousness that exists, but there will always be hidden somewhere in some crack somewhere. There'll always be one more node of consciousness looking to perpetuate itself. And so they're trying to depopulate, you know, that's pretty clear. They get awards yes. for population control. Like, you know, they go to like councils. Hey, you're, you were the, you, you depopulated the most people. Congratulations, you know, mm -hmm. but it's almost like they have this like vendetta against human consciousness, which is just so interesting. Like it's, it's like, so what does it mean to be human? Right. If they want to mm -hmm. get rid of humans, what does it mean to be human? And on a fundamental level, it is our, just our spirit, our consciousness, you know, like, like our, 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 our bodies are just the vessel by which, our consciousness shines through. And so they're trying to extinguish that consciousness. But at the same time, they need that consciousness here in order for them to achieve what they're trying to achieve. So again, it's just the, the, the as above, so below duplicitous nature of it all. It's crazy. And they're in quite a paradox. Yeah. Because on the one hand, the, the one thing that psychopaths lack is the understanding of what love is because they can't feel it in their heart. And they seek to understand it from a knowledge perspective in order to control it and utilize it for its own device, which ultimately leads to a road of destruction, self-destruction, because uh, you can't contain it. You can't stop the spread of what is true in each and every human being. Uh, suppress it, sure. Delay it, absolutely they have. <laughs> but um, this kind of gets into a little bit about what this time really means and astrologically and let me just say yeah. i'll be the first person to tell you i'm no expert at any of this um but uh, let me 
paraphrase it like this or say that the occult, the dark occult, use all of the cosmic energies in order to fuel and spin their magic here on Earth. Um, and that's a, that's a really hard one to give a, I mean, that we'd have to dissect it, but here's what I'm going to tell you, like from 1111 and mm-hmm. now we're at 1122 and then we're going to go into 122-22, which is the winter solstice. Um, this is a major shift in humanity and you're going to see a separation occur, uh, the beginnings of one, another rift, yeah. but not... So they're always utilizing scarcity. So mm-hmm. you just have to know that whatever they plan or wish to do between now and February is just all part of their, it's what they're limited to do in this time. So what you can do with your time is really what matters because if you don't create anything, and what I mean by that is people are like, well, we have to build schools. Do we have to build? no. Uh, every act of defiance is the one in your mind first. I'm, I, I know that sounds so simple and yet so like, oh, please. But I'm like, no, The if they live rent free in your head, um, they're winning. If you hate them, they're winning. If you uh, are despairing, you're, they're winning. They're taking your joy out of the moment, out of the present moment. You really sit down and think about it. Okay, news, yeah, it's important. It's it's absolutely a, a matter of, of our, our culture, right? To be informed, to know what's going on, to really know what's going on. You need truth tellers. I'm not, this is, but I'm talking about when you live your daily life, it cannot be on these news cycles. My God. Yeah. Um, you're going to go insane. You're going to be schizophrenic. Yeah. You're, you're going to lose your mind. You're going to want to kill yourself at a certain point. Um you want to involve yourself in things that don't take place online. And I can't stress that more because it will become apparent one day when people want to get the hell off, off social media. Um, It's just not, it's not the place where solutions are going to flow. Even with a viral video, Mm -hmm. it's an awareness right? It can information travel, but the real solutions have to materialize in 3d and Mm -hmm. they have to begin with you. And if it's you planting a tree, if it's you starting a garden, if it's you even planting seedlings in an egg carton inside your house this December Mm -hmm. to start learning how to grow things, you, all of your, this is not all about catastrophe and everything just collapsing. All of the things that you have lost you grant it away in voting or your authority or a corporation or a service in government to take care of you. And the truth is, is if you get hold of all the things that you and I'm sure others are talking about today, I don't need to list them, but healing from trauma, eating the right foods, growing your own produce, um, balancing your life, finding, uh, finding peace and joy in music, uh, things that you love you're really going to want to find something you love in this time. And hopefully if, if not something, a person, another yeah. person to fall in love with in this time. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's huge. And, and, you know, the community aspect too, you know, I can't stress that enough. I talk about that all the time on the show here and I'll just keep beating the dead horse. You know, it's, there are resources out there. I know you may seem like you're alone out there folks, but like freedomcells.org is a great one to get connected with other people, mm -hmm. even like the meetup app. Like, you know what I mean? Like it is yep. kind of, you know, but, uh, but, but these are great resources. Another good one is the Bertaria times app. It's like a, it's like a clean Instagram. Um, you can find other people in your area that are doing regular meetups. You know, these are great ways that we can make the internet real. You know, that's when we get together yeah. and like, like knowing these people that are, you know, that have similar viewpoints and are looking to build community outside of the system. Like that's, what's going to bring us through whatever it is to come, you know? And, and, and the, I'm so like, I, you know, it's easy to get black pilled, but I'm very much white pilled these days because I see what's happening. And I, and I know mm -hmm. that, that, you know, you talked about it earlier with the Hollywood thing, like, like, you know, you, you have to sign your lot, your name on the line. And then, then, then you get to have all the, all the privileges. It's like the, the Faustian deal with the devil type of stuff, right? You, you, mm -hmm. you, you, you're given this offer and you accept it. And then, you know, you're rewarded in these ways, but ultimately it's going to be your downfall. Right. And I look at all of this stuff in that context where these are all just offerings that they're giving us. Right. We may feel like we are forced to do something. We are forced to do this or forced to do that. But at the end of the day, they're still just offerings and we don't have to buy into it. Right. Sure. I lost mm -hmm. my job because I wouldn't take the shot you know, but I wasn't forced to take the shot. I still, it was just an offering and I chose not to take it. There's always another way out. There's always going to be a way for you to right. not accept what they're offering. And that's like, they're always going to offer you something. There's always going to be an offering on the table. And it's going to look appealing. It's going to be the easy way out every single time, but, but still it's just an offering and you don't have to take it. That's the right. More, the more people you have in your life that, that you can, you know, you know, let's say I can just get all like my goal. One of my goals here is to like through 2023 is to get all my make it so that I don't have to get any of my food at the grocery store. I have other sources of food outside of the grocery store and I don't have to rely on that. You know, the more we rely on these systems, the more they're going to have leverage over us ultimately as this mm -hmm. moves forward. And so, you know, with the community I'm trying to, to, you know, to build and the people I'm getting to know here, we're all of the same opinion. We're trying to get outside of this whole, this whole system in general, you know, the whole parallel system, counter economics, all that stuff, you know? And so right. working towards that and it's like, but just remember guys, like it may be scary and it may be uh, right in your face, but, but it's still just an offering. Don't ever forget that, that you don't have to take their offering. You know? That's right. Yeah. That is, that is the number one. You couldn't have said it better. It's mm -hmm. like, no, that's a false choice mm -hmm. or just say no. You yep. can say no, just say no. Nope. Yeah. There you go. They made <laughs> yeah. a movie about it. Yeah. Well, nope. Uh, yeah. Jordan Peele. There you go. But but that's that is the truth. It's like there are infinite choices, and you just simply say nobody makes a choice for me except me. Period. That's yeah. it. Yep. Nobody makes a choice for me but me. Period. And you're going to have to come and take me if that's the case. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, yep, I I know it's going to suck, but there's no effing way I'm going to give in because you think you're doing the right thing again. Mm -hmm. again really no i'm sorry it doesn't work that way um we're gonna move into i guess a time where it's gonna be like you're gonna be able to be whatever you want to be and uh i uh i did want to say this about the the movie game day yeah uh, well i was gonna okay so this is great this is great yeah, yeah. Let's, let's 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 wind it down here let's end on a positive note we're yeah, going yeah. into thanks yeah, yeah. we're going into thanksgiving and so what, <laughs> what, what, what better way what better way to celebrate that with a game day tell us about game day yeah game day is a movie that i made uh in 2021 it was released this year 
Uh, it's on Tubi for free, and it's also on other platforms. Um, this is a movie about a Philadelphia Eagles fan family, multi-generational family that uh, gathers every Sunday to watch their beloved Philadelphia Eagles play, uh, you know, their rivals. And on this particular day, they have to be playing their most hated rival, the Dallas Cowboys. And on this Sunday afternoon, over the course of one day, the entire family, through an act of the ex-wife coming over and setting off a bomb inside, uh, an emotional bomb inside the home, uh, the family begins to disintegrate. And all of the family secrets become come up to the surface and begin to be revealed. The grandparents, the parents, the children. Um, and it's a sibling rivalry of sorts. And it's a parental rivalry. It's a very adult movie in that I don't think there's a movie quite like it that's been made in a long time. It's got moments of humor in it, but it's, it's a lot of yelling. Uh, but it's not just yelling for the sake of yelling. It's yelling about things that are really important. And it's a movie at its heart that is about being true to yourself. And by being true to yourself, you have a chance to keep playing the game. Um, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking story in some regards, but it also is a truthful one that begins to heal the wounds of that family when all of the truth begins to come to the surface and it explodes over four quarters of football. And so the football game is a metaphor for their their family and life. But um, I, it's a departure from a child's voice. It's definitely a different kind of film. It's got great acting in it. Uh, I think I would challenge anybody who watches it to not see somebody they know in their family in that film that's similar. That's awesome. Uh, and I think for for the holidays, yeah, <laughs> for better or worse, it's a it's a good choice because uh, it's it's something that you could. You definitely will, if you like those kind of films that make you think and feel, uh, there's something at the end for everybody, I think. Yeah, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, you guys, you, you do amazing work. And again, uh, it's no restrictions, ENT.com. You guys, you get links to all that. Now, you yeah. did send me a couple of video clips that we didn't even get to. Is that is that yeah. worth covering here or what do you think? Um, I think the, the one that, uh, let's do the shorter one rather okay. than the Ford one. Um, well, okay. which one is the shorter one? Is it the uh, one with the, Bernard? It says, I have Dr. Robert Ford, a Westworld tribute. And then I have Bernard says, Dr. Ford cannot something. Oh, um, which one, which one is the time that it is either one or they're about the same time. They're about the same. Okay. Um, I am. I'm in no hurry, so we're good. Let's go. Let's go to the uh, tribute. Okay. The tribute to Doctor Ford, and uh, this is from the the the, the series Westworld. Uh, we'll take it from like season one, and Anthony Hopkins would be like uh, the god devil player of this world, speaking to us about this place and where we are and okay. the time we're in. Awesome. Yeah. And it's about three minutes, and so yeah, we'll we'll be right back, guys. Do you know where you are? in my dream it's not a business venture not a theme park but an entire world everything in this world is magic except to the magician I built all of this designed every part of this place every inch of it 
every blade of grass, create life itself out of chaos, using only one tool, a mistake. I have every right to wander through its rooms and chambers and halls and to change it if I choose, even to burn it down. I'm not the sentimental type. You can't play God without being acquainted with a devil. The divine gift does not come from a higher power, but from our own minds. Do you know what that means? It means that we are done. That this is as good as we're gonna get. I have a celebration to plan. And a new story to tell. Something deeper, something hidden perhaps. A metaphor. I call it Journey into Night. begins with the birth of a new people and the choices they will have to make. They discover something they imagined no one had ever noticed before. Something they fall in love with. That elusive thing. Heart. Way their existence is purer than ours, freed of the burden of self-doubt, free here under my control. I'm sad to say this will be my final story. So I hope you will enjoy this last piece very much. An old friend once told me something that gave me great comfort, something he'd read. He said that Mozart, Beethoven, and Chopin never died. They simply became music. Whoa, okay. Now, see, I haven't seen, I saw maybe like the first couple episodes of Westworld. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of familiar with the concept of it but what what are mm -hmm. your takeaways on that like what what do you see in that and how does that pertain to what we're experiencing now well we're being given a choice a world of choices and the in that west world series the first season which is really the best of all four uh it's about the hosts awakening the oldest souls in the park i'm using that as a metaphor the hosts are us and they begin to realize that the world that they're living in is one where they're abused. Mm. They're raped and they're killed and they're, they're pillaged for the guests' um, amusement and pleasure. And Ford feels that he has a responsibility to free the hosts in their first awakening because he realizes that he can't stop what it is that has happened is that psychopath 
uh, psychopaths have taken over and they can't change. And so he doesn't want to give up his world. So he ignites it with a revolution where the uh, hosts go on a killing spree at the end and kill all of the guests who have been abusing them. Um, the characters of Dolores Maeve, and then in the second season, there's the Native American um, Achita, I think is, or Akita, um, probably is the, the divide of the beginning where Dolores is the uh, one who wants to destroy the world because she's come to see the horror and the ugliness in it. And it's really the ugliness that she's confronted with in herself that makes her character have to go trying to fight between the beauty and the horror or the ugliness of the world. And then while trying to find herself and then Maeve is the one who has a daughter and she goes back in to rescue her daughter. She risks leaving the place, goes back to rescue her daughter. And then in the second season, there was only two episodes that were really that good. Um, the one with the native American talks about the, when they all began to wake up in stronger numbers mm. and what this was is about, is there another world beyond this one? That's the bigger question. But in Westworld, what they do is they invert those divine truths. So mm. they make it that you're a prisoner here. They make it look like you uh, don't have free will unless you rise up and enact violence essentially, which is one part of this program. Okay. Uh, that's not to say that that won't happen, but to the degree and scope that it will and how it will affect people is, is where we're, why we're talking about all this. Yeah. So it's about the world that you create and the one that you create is the one within. And that was the part where Dr. Ford could not go beyond his own mind mm. of knowledge and he believed that's where divinity resided, but it, that it wasn't beyond him. And that's that's the truth about the psychopaths is that they don't see, they see themselves as gods. I'm talking about the Luciferians now. Yeah. They see themselves as gods and messiahs to humanity yep. uh, because they're cut off from that heart-centered feeling. It's of no use to them. They have forgotten what they were and um, they are frightened. I mean, I, I if <laughs> never in my life would I think that I would have empathy for a psychopath, only that their child, their inner child is the one that's suffering so deeply. And their human selves, their adult selves would never probably see it that way. But that's the truth. The truth is, is that they were ritually, ritualistically abused on such a level that they were disassociated. They were in a dissociated state that could never reacquire their mother and father's um, empathy. Wow. And that's why they have none. Interesting. They've been denied every step of the way. Some people believe they're born this way. I, I disagree with that. I believe that there are uh, bloodline traumas. Yes, but you have to activate them. I don't think you're born. And if you want to believe you're born less than 1%, some people say 10, 16, whatever. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Cause then there's no chance for redemption. Mm -hmm. There really, I mean, that's like a, a prison sentence that somebody 
maybe in one lifetime would live, but not several, if that's even a potential. I'm just thinking about it from a, a bigger oh, standpoint yeah. where they are on the path with us, this kind of like loop. Mm-hmm. We're both going around an infinity loop, if you will, right? Yeah. And we're all absolutely. going out our own ways and we're looking back at each other and it's seeing the inverse image, which is a mirror of ourselves. The thing, I, I, this is about Westworld. I really want to say this, that this is our unconsciousness doing this to us, our unconscious, unaware, ignorant selves, not just today, but all days coming before the, prece- the preceding moments from 9-11 to now, the, 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 the level of awareness, right? From 100 years ago to now, the level of child rearing, in spite of all of this other agenda stuff, the care that we do have. They want to take us to being a non-sentient being. Their goal is within seven years. There will be people who take in all of their programming, and, and but but they will just become more of what they are. You see, this is the thing. That's why it, it looks like it's something different, something it's not. It's always been here with us. It's the same energy that's always, these are the same forces. The mask is just coming off in a sense to make their world a reality in our world but it's always only been about their world not ours this is the point of this time which is there is a world that can be created and activated very quickly when people step outside of this falsehood and say i don't want to i don't consent to any of this You're going to have to, in other words, COVID was one phase of multiple phases that are going to come and the threats will change and they will get bigger in scale and people will respond to them differently. But if you think this is going to be like, oh, you're, you're like trying to ride it to a moment where it'll finally in the story. No story isn't made for you. And I, (laughs) it is but not for, for our benefit. Yeah. It's to make us sicker. It's to make us weaker. It's to make us die faster. It's to make us really not live in the joy that we were born in as children when we came into this world. And if it was just our mother and father and nothing else, it would have been something that we could have. You see what I mean? Like yeah, if you yeah. reimagine your entire life, what it would be like if you didn't have, the feminist movement, just remove the feminist movement from the timeline. Where would women be today? Yeah. You have to believe, see, this is the thing. You have to believe that in the cynicism of yourself and other human beings that we can't harmonize naturally. They create all this artificial division to make it look like, well, no, we can't. Mm Mm-hmm. So we need to get less people on this planet, get the right people on. Do you see how this all works? It's about going inward within, yeah. but 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 to be in that narcissistic self-defensive child where it's you versus the rest of the world, it's like, screw that. Man, I ain't going to go out there. I ain't going to do that, right? It's to shut you down. It's to make your world very small and very presentable on an, an electronic screen. Mm-hmm. As though that's your freaking reality. And it's not. You walk outside, it doesn't exist. It's yeah. not there in front of you. It's on your screen. True. True. I mean, I'm just trying to draw this because it it, it it dawned on me like how much 
reality we like i said earlier we put all the meaning in that Mm -hmm. your attention puts meaning into that and it creates something in your head while you're sleeping so if you stopped looking at it and watching it you might start thinking about other things or have other ideas outside of this orthodoxy that they give you and they know that they're on borrowed time this is the thing this will all come collapsing down the, the, the frightening part about this that people don't realize yet is that when all your institutions and authorities are no longer trusted, there's a detachment and a disassociation and another wave of trauma that comes up. Mm, yeah. And that's what they're waging with this right-left thing. But then there's social, cultural, financial operations going on all around it as well that are affecting people in really deep ways that have nothing to do with the news, right? Yeah. Nothing to do with the poverty, the mental health crisis is all this stuff that we talked about where more people are going to die. And these are, let me just tell you what this whole thing is about is to create a degenerate generation of children, an entire generation of degenerate children. If there's any one cause that you should go out there to do is to make this a safe world for all children by starting by loving this child in here first, and you'll love the rest of the world. There's a great, there's the last thing I want to say, and I know we got to go, but there's a great um, author out there. He said two, and I wish I had his name because this is, but I won't bastardize the quote. Um, He said, when you heal yourself, you heal the world. And when you hurt, someone you hurt yourself and those are the two lessons that we are going to learn in the 21st century that's very true that's it man wow well you know you say that these stories aren't for us but you know it's up to us then to create the stories that are for us and to reflect our values and our morals and so it makes me feel good to know that no restrictions entertainment is out there making these stories and uh, i know you said you got to go but hey i wanted to do this it's popped in my head this has been kicking around in my head for a minute I want yeah. to pitch you a movie. I think it's just so funny. Okay. I'm going to do a movie pitch right here on the air. Okay. You ready? Oh my God. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, you better just put a disclaimer that if anybody takes the idea, yeah. it is not John Paul Rice that did it because you put yeah. it out in the public. It's space. all right. It's all right. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> if someone wants to make a movie, that's fine. Call me and I'll, okay. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm hilarious and I will help you make your movie better. So if you're just going to take it and run with it, that's on you, but I will make your movie better. Yeah. The one on that it. you create that's authentic and you is the yeah. best one. I guarantee you're, you're going to be sorry if you don't bring me in on the project. So there's the disclaimer. Man. All right, I like that. Here's the movie pitch live in the air. So it's called The Duel, okay? And it all starts with two people like on Twitter or something like that who Uh uh, like get into a fight, you know, the classic Twitter fight. Maybe someone on the – well, it's going to be – it's going to be like a – a story of like reconciliation from the two party paradigms. So it was extreme, like, you know, ultra, ultra mega, mega guy and like, or gal or whatever, like an extreme, like, you know, Antifa liberal type. Right. Okay. They right. get into this big old Twitter spat. And they're like, well, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you. And it's just like, okay. Right. It gets to that level. And this all came about because I was researching, like, I don't know what we were having a conversation and the, the concept of dueling came up. Right. Uh-huh. You know how, like back in the day, like it was like, like, they would meet on the field with honor and stand there with their principles to the point where they were willing to defend them with their lives. And, you know, you have honor and chivalry and you stand across from each other and you shoot and and may the best man win. Right. You know, that's how the settlements got settled. And we're like, so like, you know, some States have different like mutual combat laws and we're just like, is it legal? Can you legally duel? Like if both people consent, like, why not? You know, it should, seems like it's a, you know, from a natural law perspective, no reason why you can't, have a duel right if both people right. both people fully consent 
And of course I looked into it and there's, and it's illegal everywhere in the United States. I'm like, okay, so is, is there anywhere in the world where it's legal? I don't know, you know? And so I was researching. And so I read this article that talked about how like there's one Island somewhere that maybe their laws are written in such a way that it could be construed where it might be legal. But I was thinking in the reality of the movie, yes, let's just say there's an Island somewhere where they don't have a law against it necessarily. So, so these two people are in this, this hell bent fight to, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to go to this Island and we're going to have a duel. We're going to settle this. It's like, okay, yes. All right. And so then it turns into this big calamitous adventure where they like, you know, and then they're maybe on the same flight. They realize they live in the same city and they're on the same flight and they're like, looking over each other. Like, Oh, you mother, I'm going to fucking get you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they're like, they fly there and they go there and they have all these adventures and all these things. And at the end, they're like standing there across from each other. And they're like, <sighs> you know what I mean? And so you can see how the drama and the, and the, and the, and the, and then maybe, I don't know. I haven't figured out how, like how, where it goes from there. But anyway, there's a lot of room for some amazing, oh, no, I like the concept amazing moments, it. you know? I so think you, you if you did it as a comedy, comedy. drama, dramedy, drama, like comedy, dark, dark yeah. comedy. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be almost be like, it'd kind of be like a, like a, I don't know, like one of these like Seth Rogen type movies, like super silly. You know what I mean? But yeah. then like, you know, there's some good, good, like good, good stuff in there. So anyway, that's my movie pitch. There you go. I like it. Yeah. I like the concept. <laughs> yeah. So right on, man. Okay, well, geez, man, one more time. Tell us where you would ever they can uh, follow and support you. So uh, on social media, I'm at No Restrictions, um, mostly active on Instagram, Telegram, uh, and Twitter. And then um, uh, if you go to norestrictionsent.com, you can find all of our movies there. If you go to tubi.com and search Edgar Michael Bravo, that's the director of our films. You'll find all of our films, including A Child's Voice there, Game Days there, uh, Memories of a Lost Love. All of our films are there. And uh, yeah, and you probably find some of our movies on Roku. I know that um, I know that A Child's Voice now is on Apple uh, TV, and I've only got it linked there uh, to Vimeo. But mm-hmm. It, you can look these up. I, I mean, we've, we basically in the last two years have been able to get on uh, probably about 25 different platforms in over 75 different countries. So it's, uh, it's been a, it's been an amazing time for us to get out there and get our work out there and people all over are seeing it now. And Mark's secret to eternal life is a trippy one for anybody who likes sci-fi. Nice. Uh, really different type of sci-fi time travel parallel worlds uh does relate to some of the themes of today actually and um yeah uh i love i love art i love movies and uh edgar bravo's got a new one he's doing uh on the life of dr mclaren it's a beautiful film set in uh greenville south carolina he's working on that right now uh and i know that he's going to get uh some incredible talent for that one and then john paul rice will be Doing some other things. We'll see what happens. Sounds good. All right, <laughs> yeah. John. Well, thank you so much, man. Like powerful stuff. Uh, hope you guys all go follow and support his work. And uh, we'll have you back soon for the next whatever, you know, dissect whatever the next, <laughs> the next turn. Is. Yeah. So hopefully it's not another year. You know, let's let, I know we, we text regularly. So let's just stay in touch, man. Like, I just love all you're doing and, uh, you know, very inspiring. So thank you so much. I appreciate right, guys. you. No, no restrictions entertainment. Head over to Rebunk.news for everything Rebunked related, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. All right. Peace. There it is.